culture and design podcast brought to you by The Folklore. The Folklore is a contemporary online concept store and wholesale showroom that curates Africa's top luxury and emerging designer brands. My name is Amira Al-Soul. I am the founder and CEO of The Folklore and the host of this podcast. Now, I know what I said at the beginning of this podcast. We will be coming out every week. Every Wednesday, look out for us. But yes, we did take a two-week hiatus. And for that, I apologize. It was my fault, but we're back with episode six. We have a great episode uh, that we actually recorded about a week and a half ago that I'm really excited to share. We are speaking with Shade Mims, the founder of EDAS, an accessories brand that we actually carry at shopthefolklore.com. So we're going to be speaking with her and two of her friends about sisterhood. And before we get into that, I just really want to explain why we weren't uh, producing episodes for the past two weeks. And it was because we hosted this huge virtual event. And when I say huge, I mean, like it was it was a huge moment for us because we and by we, I mean the folklore team, shout out to Jamie and Raven, we put together an event in three weeks to help with the COVID-19 relief efforts in Africa, specifically to focus on African-based brands that we work with and just finding a way to provide some sort of relief. So what we did is we actually tapped five of the designers that we work with. We tapped Laduma from Max Cosa, Boo from I'm a Seagull, Tokyo James of Tokyo James, Adebayo of Orange Culture, and then Catherine Mary of Pitchaluke. And we said, look, we want to throw a virtual event. We want the proceeds to go towards COVID-19 relief efforts for the brands that are deeply impacted. You know, there's so many fashion councils around the world that have been addressing, you know, American designers and addressing British fashion designers, but there hasn't really been... Uh, an organization that has said that has risen to the occasion and said okay this is what we can do for african-based brands so that's where we came in we teamed up with them and then we invited them and seven additional speakers to actually come on and share information about their career we focused this session we focused this segment primarily on creative directors editors and people who um, are really making an impact on increasing the profile of the African-based brands that we work with and even those that we don't work with. And so we had a great lineup of people. We had Daniel Obasi from Nigeria, an amazing creative director. I remember meeting three years ago when I took my first trip to Nigeria. We had Hugo Mosey, a creative activist and, and entrepreneur, social entrepreneur. We had Alden Wicker, a sustainable fashion journalist who's written for everyone from Vogue to Harper's Bazaar. We have Mobilaji, the GQ fashion director, uh, also fashion director of GQ Style. Rajni Jacquees, she's the current fashion director and creative lead at Allure and Condé Nast. We had Ade Samuel, was a celebrity stylist who has taught everyone from Michael B. Jordan to 
you know, uh, Justine Skye. We have Nick, we, and then we had Nikki, who was also from GQ. She's the deputy fashion director there. So we just had a great lineup of people. Shout out to the DJs that kept, you know, everyone jamming in between the sessions. DJ Kalen Hype, as well as DJ Neoma. So we we also were able to bring in some really great moderators who actually moderated the event. So we had Akili King from Vogue, and then we had Nandi Howard from Essence. It was a jam-packed two-day event. We spoke about everything from sustainability to building a styling career to producing and in, producing in-house as a as a label, um, to in, including activism in in your work and diversity in the industry. So it was really great to really be able to tap into the minds of these really influential fashion figures and also connect with people while doing it if you missed it which is like oh so sorry definitely go to our website shopthefolklore.com and click events in the main menu and you're actually able to download each individual talk we recorded each one so you can download each individual session for only three dollars each so we made it very, very um, attainable price-wise. We That money is also going towards the designers that we work with. So all of this that we organize has all been about the designers and making sure that we can continue to feel their growth even during this time where there's a major slowdown. So other than that, uh, right before we get into the conversation with Sade, I want to also give a shout out to Business of Fashion for featuring the folklore's most recent events in their article about how to host a successful virtual fashion event. So if you uh, are a fan of Business of Fashion, head over to their website now to uh, see what I had to say about hosting our event. But other than that, let's just talk about what we're here for. For season one, episode six of our folklore, we are joined by Edith's founder, Sade Mims, and her two best friends, skin therapists, Samantha Mims and Silas Mecca James Williams for a conversation about how sisterhood encourages creativity and business growth. Shade founded her Brooklyn-based accessories line, Eat Us, in 2010 while studying at the Art Institute of New York City. The Philadelphia native has since generated a community of editors and stylists and people who really just appreciate not only the exquisite products that she makes, but also really appreciate the community that she's built you know, what she does even in terms of events and what she does in terms of shooting. And she's just really collaborative. And that's something that I really admire about her. She's had the product stocked everywhere from Urban Outfitters. And now she's on shopthefolklore.com. And we're really, you know, happy that she's on the site and that she's a part of the folklore community. I spoke with Shade, Samantha, and Mecca about what it's like creating together as, you know, sisters actually... Shade and Samantha are actually twin sisters, so that was that was a great to um, you know understand their bond, and then how Mecca, you know, has uh, come into their bond and, and created a whole blossoming friendship where you, there's these three creatives who are just living in Brooklyn and creating and 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 definitely feeding off of each other's energy, and I thought that that was a really important conversation to you know think about mentorship female mentorship and encouragement and how that's able to fuel our growth um whether you're in business for yourself or whether you're working for other people i think it's an important conversation and i'm excited for you to hear it enjoy so my name is shade mims 
I am a designer and a creative. I identify as many different things. And what I do for a living is um, I have my own accessories brand, Edas, which can be purchased and I sell at the Folklore. So thanks for having me. Um, And and, um, yeah, and then I also do content creation and other other things. But yeah, Edas is is the, the thing. So EDAS is the brand. As I look around at the work that I feel like I've done, that I have done rather, um, I do feel really connected to human beings and that that all of my work within my design realm has been centered around connecting people and for the betterment of human needs and socialism. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a title that I would, I would place on myself. Pam, go. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Samantha Mims. I'm Shadi Mims' sister. Um, I'm a skin therapist and pretty much how I would describe myself is I'm pretty explorative. Um, I like to do a lot of things, but I'm also outside of my work. I I like to, you know, dance. I'm kind of that person that my friends call when they kind of just want to like lay the last thing of like idea on me or something. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm pretty calm and yeah, I would, I, I guess that's how I would describe myself as calm and explorative. Okay. So Mecca. Okay. Hi, my name is Mecca James Williams. I am a stylist, editor, and creative. Um, I work in the fashion industry. Um, things that would describe myself outside of my field would be human. Um, an artist, a um, a woman, a friend, a sister. I think I have so many different titles, but I definitely think they just kind of merge together. So yeah, I love it. Love it. So how are you, how are you connected to the Mim sisters? I know the twins. <laughs> you actually likes- twins. We're actually twins. Oh. Yeah. No idea. Oh, Returnal. that's so cool. I wanted a twin so bad. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love sister, sister, so. <laughs> um, they're my best friends, um, both of them. They are both my girls. They're my sisters. They're my go-to. They're my collaborators. Really? Yeah, really? I love this. <laughs> oh, of course you would. But yeah, they're my favorite. <laughs> I love that. How did you, how did you all meet? Um, I, I think, um, we, I had an event at Mecca's apartment for Edas. It, 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 that's how I actually officially met you. Um, it was, uh, I was having an event and I loved her apartment, honestly, social media, uh, you know, it's never there depiction of like this woman's like style and aesthetic and I felt like it aligned with mine so much I have felt like oh my god I've never met a girl in in Brooklyn yet that I felt like aligned with me so much um so I just was like let me just slide in her dms I think I I think I dm'd you and (laughs) I was like I love your apartment I'm a brand owner and I would love to host an event in your space and lo and behold she was down 
uh, I was shocked because I was like, I'm asking her to use her house, you know? Um, <laughs> like, not a, not a small thing. <laughs> yeah, not a small ass. I was like, oh, shit, how is this going to go? But she was, she was so welcoming. Mecca was great. And then ever since then, the rest has been history. <laughs> well, mind you, I also, she just didn't see, like, my house and was like, yes, that's a great room to be in. It was more <laughs> like, I have a platform called It's Apartment 4, which is basically named after my apartment. Um, and it's it started when we started collaborating. It was definitely something that nursed a lot of creatives. We would have parties, we would have events. Mm -hmm. um, so we were literally just trying to create a community within our home because it is really nice and it does host people very well. So when Shade reached out, it was like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, I met Mecca through Shade. Um, I think it was that same day Shade had her event, um, which I attended. And I think me and Mecca just hit it off immediately and then we just all became cool. And how long ago was this? <sighs> was it? Three years ago? Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, three years. We had all, I mean, I think me and Chade were friends on Instagram for a long time. Yeah. I don't know how we became friends on Instagram, but we did. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we were always giving each other some type of love. Yeah, I yeah. knew that she had a twin sister. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it happened organically, for sure. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely have those. And like, I met someone recently who I've been friends with on social media for like ever. And I met her in person. I was like, yo, like we family at this point. Like first time right. actually meeting her, but we always commented on each other's stuff. Uh, and we always talk about how when you meet people socially, it can either go left or right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It can go really good or really bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's so funny. really good. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this space and it is amazing. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. And so with this with this space, what kind of events um, you know, outside of, you know, uh, an event from EDOS do you typically host here? And and really I want to talk about just the 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 like symmetry between you know home design space and the fashion space because Shade you also do you know like set design you did the wonderful set design for Orange Cultures um, yeah, uh, fall winter 20 presentation at Mokata um, and then you know Mecca you have this space so what are you know what's that what's the symmetry there and um, what are some other you know uh, things that have been attached to the space yeah um my space is my home so it's very intimate it's not something where it's like okay let's put a listing online and people can come in and host things but i definitely have had people shoot here before i've had people want to shoot little um films or short films here it's definitely something that's um super intimate and it's basically a space that like I have friends over, I have parties here, we've had book club meetings. So it's basically more of um, a community collective that is my community, um, people that I love, people that I vibe with. Um, but I do have a really beautiful knack for home decor. I love creating spaces that align um, culturally with myself um, and also kind of push the boundaries on what modern is. 
Um, so yeah, I think I explore that a little differently when I take on clients or if I'm talking to people versus it being a event space. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like the merging for me with, within design or within fashion and home decor, um, I just, because for me, I'm always, I'm a visual person across the board. So anything, whether it's like getting dressed in the morning or whether it's, you know, where I'm positioning my plant, my dried flowers in my bedroom, it's all goes back to just like this, this visual identity of like what I have in my mind and just how I'm conveying it. So um, they all kind of like really are interconnected. Um, and I mean, in a perfect world, I mean, I would have my space, you know, look differently and, but it's like, that's a progress and that's a process. And so I find that, that, you know, when I do the set design that I did with Orange Culture was an ex like my first time ever experimenting in that way which was really cool because oh wow i thought that yeah. was just like your what you do like set design oh, yeah. that was that was my i so i kind of like i've always grappled with that like all of my dinner parties i'm creating the table displays in those like small areas but i've never done anything to that caliber before that until that time wow that's um, super impressive Oh, thanks, girl. I was, I was, yeah, so that was a beautiful experience for me, but I would love to, to dive in deeper into that realm for sure. So um, let's speak that. We're kind of like speaking that right now into existence. So Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm, I'm now I'm on, I'm on Sam's page and I have skincare questions. Mm -hmm. um, I like I I like the diversity of this group where I can jump from like home decor to fashion to skin. Right, it's uh, <laughs> a lot happening. In this and stuff. I'm and I'm into it. It's really you know the point of this episode is like about you know women chatting and connecting and like building and you know three women who are in you know different but similar spaces and that overlap there. Um, yeah. So how did you know, Sam, how did you get into the beauty space? Um, I started out in working in skincare um, with writing. I was writing for a beauty blog called Dubop, uh, ran by a woman named Jody Patterson. And um, that was a great experience. That was like my first like introduction to beauty. And then afterwards, I kind of uh, wanted to get more into like the physical side of skin therapy. And um, I studied at uh, St. Francis College for Health Promotions and Science. And then afterwards, I went on to um, go into school to get my aesthetics license. And I've been practicing since. So it's been a really interesting wave to ride, but really fun. I mean, I've always loved beauty and aesthetics, so it's just always been something that I, I kind of wanted to, I knew I wanted to get into. And is, it, is that an industry that you know, a nice number of Black women are in, or is this kind of a space that's still uh, relatively uh, emerging when it comes to Black women? It's still emerging. Um, there's definitely there's, there's definitely not a lot of black women in the, the work that I do. Not even a lot of black dermatologists out there. Um, so with aesthetics, it's 
for people of color, it's definitely growing. Um, I can say I'm like one of the youngest um, skin therapists that I know. I don't really know too many women out there that are like my age. I'm 28 years old. So I don't really know too many women out there that are my age that are like doing the work that I'm doing. But um, it's really nice and refreshing when I do meet women that are studying in my field and doing the same kind of work as me. It's very inspiring. Um, I currently work with a black um, oculofacial plastic surgeon. Her name is Dr. Jennington, and she's amazing. Um, we're based in Park Slope, mm-hmm. and um, it's just really awesome to have someone, you know, that I can work side by side in that way and, and mimic me um, and the woman that, that I am or that I want to be. So, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I um, having you know mentors and other people who look like you in the space is you know really important. Which brings me back to you know Mecca and Sade mm-hmm. being in the fashion industry. You know, there's we're at a point right now where it's actually impressive how many people are you know black in certain spaces, particularly in the media space right now at the top. Um, but you know, that's, this is a very recent (laughs) development. Uh, so how was it, you know, initially going into these spaces? Um, and how would you compare that to now, uh, in terms of representation and, and, and feeling accepted in these spaces? Yeah, I guess I can answer the, that question the most. Um, I think, Media is definitely a reflection of the times. And I think there have been so many questions in the fashion industry on what is diversity? What is inclusion? Um, And there were just a lot of people of color, women of color, Black people that wanted to be seen, that wanted to be in the space and have a seat at the table. Um, And I being one of them, I started dang on, right after I moved to New York, um, I started interning and assisting and working my way up in the fashion ladder. And the conversation on who was at the table and who deserved the seat was always something that we were having. Um, We were always trying to break the mold. We were always trying to break in. And it's such a beautiful scope now to see so many different people are succeeding in the industry and creating their own voice. And I'm happy to be one of those people. I'm happy to be one of those people of color that have a, a, my perspective and a different perspective that I can bring to the table as an editor, um, having worked with so many different media companies and publications. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for me, it's just picking, 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 backing off of, um, what Mecca was saying, uh, I feel like, I, um, with, as a, from a designer's perspective, it has always, I feel like there's always been, you know, designer, black designers, but I do think there, there has been a lack thereof within like the New York area, the greater, you know, within this spectrum of like where we live specifically, um, especially within the accessories lane, even more specifically. Um, and so for me, how I've like navigated that has just been to, you know, be confident within my voice and within my work, um, but also when I'm collaborating, being really intentional about who I'm bringing up with me so I can then just make it where um, the next person that comes in doesn't have that same ex- experience that I had to have. 
um, or they don't feel alone because they, they look to their left and their right and they, they see me and maybe a photographer that's a man of color, you know? And so I'm really being, I'm trying to be really intentional about who I choose to bring up within the industry. And so it's all of that to say, I think that I've decided to just take the responsibility to create the change that I wish to see. Um, um, yeah, and that's not it. I also easy. think when we approach it, um, yeah, we're definitely approaching it as change, but we collaborate with people we can identify with, right? Yeah. Collaborate with people who can see a vision that we have. Um, okay. These two Black women that happen to be my best friends are great examples of that. Um, Sam knows my skin. She knows when I have a hyper um, hypertension breakout or she knows when I'm having certain pimples or why and etc if i put on way too much vitamin c she can explain to me why based on my skin exactly. and a we have um, a very similar eye together we see things similarly we are attracted to things in the same scope and i think that's because of our experience as black women um living in brooklyn mm-hmm. being in our demographic being mm-hmm. having a certain scope and identity tea in our culture all those different things tie into why we collaborate with each other with each other yes definitely that's such a great point to make that it's with it's because you know we are black women and so we attract and connect naturally inevitably to our people and so it's less of like being like snowing with it i think it it plays a huge it's hand in hand like sometimes it will go in the direction of like i i'm very aware that i am bringing more people of color into the space. But then on the other hand, it's also just like, these are my people. Right. It happens this way. Um, so. Yeah. Okay. Like love all of this. I, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like community um, is such a big part of growth within, you know, this space in particular, because he, you know, fashion, I always say that is very elitist. Uh, and the way that most of the time when you, you know, approach an internship, you'll be one of a few Black people at that internship, uh, not due to, like, there being a lack of interest from, you know, other Black folks, but there's not too many people who can go and intern for free uh, every semester instead of, you know, having to get a job when they're in college or having to do, you know, certain things. So having those connections uh, with Black women who understand that, who are going to look at your resume and be like, oh, like, you know, you graduated from this HBCU, you don't have um, 17 internships under your belt, what's going on? You know, there, it's, mm-hmm. there, there needs to be um, people in the industry who understand uh, one another and, and yeah. the uh, necessity of, you know, taking people under your wing or, or recognizing the different um, you know, experiences that people have. So what are some of the ways that you all have collaborated? Amongst each other, like the three of yeah. us? Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that happens on the, on the inside all the time. So like any project that I'm working on, whether it be a project that's solely, you know, EDOS related or Sade related, I'm always tapping into both Samantha and Mecca to get their third and their, their opinion on it, to get their insight on what, what creatively, how should I approach this? And so I think 
I know that's like usually when we talk about collaborations, we talk about like the end goal of like what, what's in the credits. But realistically, these girls, I don't, I, I, a lot of the things that I do wouldn't, you know, come fully into fruition without having, having them to lean on. So I think all the time I'm collaborating with them. Um, but more like notably, um, what's a project? It, I don't know. Do we have a particular project that the three of us have ever collaborated? I don't think all three of us at the same time, like each of us in our own direct way, we've collaborated we in some capacity. It. Whether, you know, um, Mecca styled something for Sade or like myself. Mecca like I and I, but the three of us, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I use these ladies as my muse uh, a lot of times when I need faces for content, um, just beautiful black women on my page that I want to share, um, beautiful skin and like uh, women who who kind of, you know, just follow the same ethos as me and just, yeah, these girls are my go-tos and for, for a lot of things. So I think that's the ways that we all work together. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, when it comes to collaboration, we're we're best friends, so it's a daily thing. If I'm having a freak out, I'm calling them. Mm -hmm. I need help with the photo shoot, I'm calling them. Um, so, or if we have a group chat dedicated to this type of this type of discourse. So, oh right. wow, okay. <laughs> I call them daily on Facetime, a little bit annoyingly, <laughs> because just to get their insight, just to get their feedback, just to get some love especially during this time mm -hmm. I think it was very um destined that we would be surviving a pandemic in New York solo yeah. um me home and Shada and Samantha at their home so it's definitely been a process now on how we navigate that and how it looks I think in in terms of collaboration with Shade. I love working with her on EDAS. I love her brand. I love what she's creating. So it gives me another avenue to create things with a friend and create things with somebody who has a similar creative eye. I've brought in Sade on so many projects, whether it's creating jewelry in collaboration with the brand that I'm working with, whether it's creating pieces specifically for a shoot that I'm having. Um, we've traveled together. We shot her, one of her lookbooks in Mexico together. Um, so yeah, we collaborate. We quite collaborate quite a bit. Right. It's pretty awesome to have a tribe of women that you, you creatively align with. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's not always the case with best friends, but we, we got that. So, no, I, I, I definitely I love that. And how would you say beyond, you know, your friendship with one another, that mentorship and uh, having, you know, older black women to look up to and to speak to about, you know, your careers and, uh, and life? How, how has that helped? And, and was it easy uh, seeking out those people? Um, I don't necessarily feel like I had a, for me, a, a, a mentor, um, especially a woman of color specifically, ever. Um, I do have um, someone who I consider a, men, uh, a mentor now that I, that's, that it's a male, um, Hispanic male, and he's amazing. Um, but I do find it to be very, very important. And I am now, you know, looking at myself to seeing how I can be of service to a younger girl or guy coming up within this industry, even if it's just 
through, you know, hopping on a phone call every now and then to, you know, give some, some advice. So I do think it's really important, but um, I definitely don't think I had that experience. Um, uh, for me, um, it was pretty, honestly, I found a lot of my mentors flipping through Essence magazines. Uh, when I was like 17, 18, um, I found my mentor, Jody Patterson, the woman I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, who I started writing um, with. She was my first black men, uh, woman mentor um, that you know did the same style of work as me at first with beauty. Um, so I think that that was my way at a young age to find people like-minded people like myself or just women that I you know wanted to work with later on down the line for me um yeah I don't know if I've had somebody that I would say is my mentor and we approached our relationship in the mentor mentee department I know that nowadays that can kind of be taboo which is kind of weird to say because I know in other industries that's something that people really rely on um, granted Sam's being one of them for the fashion industry I think everyone um, has their own levels has their own journey so it's hard to gravitate towards somebody um, that is still going about their journey. Um, but I definitely have had a lot of people that looked out for me, a lot of people that I could call for advice, um, a lot of people that I can have a, a conversation with, and a lot of people who have recommended me for jobs. Um, and so I think I approach that in this, that a little bit more in that scope of just there being a community of people that I can tap into if I need them. Okay, yeah, I I feel like me being, um, my background being in, in fashion media, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had, you know, the easiest time when it comes to mentorship. It's not that I've actively s- sought it out either. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, f- I feel like we haven't, like, you know, I, I, like you mentioned, we haven't really been conditioned like under under industries to you know go about it that way right and I have had experiences where I have tried to make those connections and it hasn't hasn't worked out and I think that's a I think that's a great point that you're saying that because um I have reached out to when I first started and there Mm -hmm. have been a lot of people that well one hired me for a job um and that was a great experience. I take it a little bit more as an experience space and mm-hmm. like this is a person that's my mentor and exactly. they're gonna walk me through yep. my career. Yeah. Um so yeah and I also when people approach me in this capacity, one thing that is hard for me to grasp being somebody's mentor and I know a lot of people grapple with this is just like when when is the time that you are able to be somebody's mentor right when when is that transition happening i think with my career um with my stance in the industry it's such a um roller coaster to be honest with you this Mm -hmm. being you know a part of it the pandemic being a part of it um so when i can give my experience to people whether that's a conversation whether that's a text of encouragement, whether that's a recommendation for a job, I move in that way instead of mm-hmm. taking people under my wing and dealing with that pressure. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Yeah. Okay, great. And Shade, what are some of the things that we can look forward to uh, from EDAS uh, 
during you know quarantine post post covid all of that good stuff well i guess during right now i've just been trying to um create content that inspires folks to keep creating so whether that just be through still imagery through video um through things like this even you know just conversations um so that's from the because i haven't really been targeting sells too much um just because it's a sensitive time for everyone and i'm trying to be mindful of that and that's been a really hard thing kind of navigating but it's it's working out and um go buy edas but you can yes. still buy yes. that store is <laughs> um and so post covid creating communal communal spaces that's what i'm really looking forward to so yeah Okay, and we have a few seconds because I'm still on the free version of Zoom. Everyone give their shout outs to the Instagram <laughs> where people can find you on social media, website, all that good stuff. Um, I'll start. You can find me at Samsa, S-A-M-S-A-A, um, or Dermasa, D-E-R-M-A-S-A-A on Instagram. You can find me at Mecca J-W, M-E-C-C-A. JW, also it's apartment four, I T S A P T four. And then Shade Mims, like Shade, and then M I M S, S A D E M I M S, and then EDAS underscore underscore E D A S. Thank you. Perfect. Right in time. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I love conversations like this. Uh, <laughs> definitely want to have, you know, um, all three of you back for in, well, you know, more deep-rooted individual conversations about yeah. you know, your journeys and glad to see everyone safe and skin looking good and all that good <laughs> hair looking good all that great stuff thank you thank you lady thank you Mira I hope everyone enjoyed this episode of our folklore I thoroughly enjoyed it I was able to really feel the energy really feel the love that these three women have for each other so thank you Sade Samantha and Mecca and definitely make sure to check them out on social media and follow and follow them and also check out eat us you can purchase items from eat us on our site to stay up to date with the podcast make sure to subscribe and give us a rating on apple podcasts spotify soundcloud or google play and check back in every wednesday for a new episode to find out more about the people discussed in each episode and to shop styles from the brands we work with visit shopthefolklore.com and sign up for our email list to receive 10 percent off your first order and yes we are still shipping orders we are making it do what it do Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Folklore to stay up to date on everything The Folklore. Again, my name is Amira Rasul, and this is Our Folklore.